Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to yet another MotoGP podcast here on the Ginger's Perspective. And Rob and I have been playing around with some names and thinking of potential names for the podcast. But uh, we're going to leave it out uh, to you and maybe you can come up with a suggestion. We're thinking of going with MotoGP Slipstream and uh, playing around with that. So uh, hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook, Ride Fast Magazine. Uh, That uh, fantastic edition is out now featuring Brad Binder, the world champion now. And Rob Portman joins me as always. Rob, the timing was perfect and he got it right uh, on the weekend. Yes, yes. Almost fitting that... um you know, we're the first magazine in the world and South Africa to publish, you know, Brad on the front cover as world champion and we did a tribute article on him. So yeah, it's fitting that you know, we were the first in time to get it done being his media partner since 2000 and, uh, 2009. So uh, yeah, awesome. Um, I was at Ridgeway Race Bar on the weekend watching the race and uh, just it was emotional overload. The place was packed and it was like, oh man, when, when Brad crossed the line and won that race, it was like we had all won the, a multi-million rand lottery. It just <laughs> erupted. And oh, that was awesome. We pulled out the Brad Binder World Champ shirt and they, they just went like hotcakes. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I thought I'd printed too many, but I actually didn't print enough. So uh, oh, it's epic. I mean, what, what the guys achieved is amazing. I'm, I'm just, I'm like a proud father, to be honest. And <laughs> to see him up there, it's like, you know, it, it was, it was emotional. It, it, it really was just, emotional overload so uh yeah finally you know it's it's a dream come true for him and his family and uh i just i'm just so happy for 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 the binders it's just an amazing achievement yeah it was uh it was absolutely fantastic to see i actually thought with that last lap that he's going to finish fourth and with the way things are going you'd have to then wait another week but he'd have it in the bag you'd have 99 points or whatever it was but you managed to pull through and, and, and it was just it was really cool to see just the support for him out there. And I know you alluded to that in the previous podcast, that there was a big South African turnout there. But it just shows that this guy is becoming a superstar in SA Motorsport and, and soon to be on the world now that he's a world champion. Yeah, he, he pretty much is actually just a, a superstar all around the world now. Um, I had um, the lady that runs his Spanish um, fan club base uh, give me a call and uh, ask if, because I'm going to go to the last uh, race at Valencia, and she's asked me to bring a whole bunch of the merch over, and it's like literally three cases full uh, of, of merch that I've got to take over. They want to they have a whole grandstand um, dedicated to Brad. So, yeah, I know it's huge. He's, he's a massive name now, and I think it's because, you know, the way he handles the media and the, and the nice guy that he is, you know, he's just so humble, and you would never think he's a world champion, you know? I mean, Three four months ago, when he when he came back for a couple of weeks, I was walking around Krugersdorp Mall with him, and we went and had lunch at Mug and Bean like it was just nothing. And <laughs> he's just that kind of casual guy, you know. Yeah. You, you would never think he's this, this world champion. So yeah, he's his fan base is growing by the second. I mean, I, I've seen in the last two months, you know, when I started doing his merch three months ago, it was quiet. And the last two months, people just can't get enough of the guy, and, and it's great to see, you know, that he's getting the the support and the and the coverage and and everything that he's deserved for so long now. But, um, yeah, I mean, to say that we've got a Moto3 world champion, it's epic. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's just out of this world for, for everyone involved, for South Africa, for 
South African motorsports uh, for all of us. Yeah, for over three decades now we've been waiting for something like this and can we say that uh, Brad Binder will definitely uh, be raking in a few more titles in his career, still just 21 years old. Talking about Moto2, also, I mean, another South African involved then, you know, Moto3 is so competitive, but Moto2 at the moment, if you look across Moto2, it also is a fantastic spectacle for motorsport. Yeah, you know, Moto2, one of the probably not far off Moto3 as the hardest motorcycle racing category in the world. And we had Stephen Wendell um, out there. He's just been crowned Spanish Moto2 champion. So uh, he got the wild card ride that he deserved at Aragon, a race, a, a track then that, that he knows very well. And uh, had a tough start to the weekend, had two massive crashes in, in the Friday practice. So that really didn't start the weekend off the way he wanted to. But in the race, I think did very well. I think he qualified 24th or whatever it is and slowly worked his way through the field and had a good battle uh, for 17th but eventually finished 18th and I think 24 seconds off the overall win and, and one and a half seconds behind his teammate who's a regular. So, you know, people will look at that and think, oh, 17th, not that good. But, you know, when you're internally involved and you know racing and you know the high level of Moto2, it, it was an absolutely amazing ride, to be honest. And to, to be so close to scoring World Championship points was 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 brilliant. And let's hope that Stephen Windahl gets a full-time Moto2 ride next year because uh, he deserves it. You know, he's another potential guy that, given the right equipment, given the right team, you know, could uh, potentially be a World Champion as well. But uh, he's going to have to contend with a, a certain Mr. Brad Binder next year. So that's <laughs> not going to make it easy. I can hear in your voice, Rob, that you're very excited. But and and I must say, like yeah. I can't wait to see what the future holds because it really is about making your way up through the Moto Three, the Moto Two, and, and to where the big boys are riding. All due respect to Three and Two, it's about getting a Moto GP ride. And we saw a guy who is definitely on course for great things, Mark Marquez. I mean, there was one point in the race where we all thought he had messed up. That was it. It's done. He almost lost the bike. He made a massive mistake, yet he showed he had the skills to come back and win the race. This guy is a phenomenal, phenomenal rider. Oh, Mark Marquez, he's like the king of slide, and not only with a rear wheel. He, he slides that front end. How many times have we seen him this year just lose the front end of the bike <laughs> yeah. where us normal you know, people would just lose the front crash, slide off, and oh, well, that's it. And Marquez somehow just seems to to keep the bike upright and not crash, but it, it was a massive moment, and how he stayed on, again, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that dropped back to, I think, fourth or fifth place, yeah. John Dobby even, and you kind of thought, oh, you know, you, to, to pass these guys, the Honda you know, doesn't have the same power as you used to, and the Ducati's really fast, and he did battle for a couple of laps to get past Dobby, but... Yeah, once he got once he got to the front. I mean, Rossi was clever. You saw Rossi somehow knew that. Well, he saw the mistake that Marquez made, and I think he thought, right, I'm going to go now. And he put his head down, got past Vinales, and tried to pull the gap, and uh, did so a little bit. But I think he used up quite a lot of time because in the end, Marquez got past him and pulled away comfortably, and uh, Lorenzo managed to close him down as well. And for once, it was actually looked like quite a mature ride from Lorenzo. I think he knew from the beginning that he didn't have the pace to go out front and, and pull away. So he kind of just bided his time. It was almost like Rossi and Lorenzo switched for the weekend because Lorenzo played the waiting game and, you know, the race came to him later on and he managed to, to catch Rossi and pass him and pick up second place. And, I mean, when he crossed the line, it was almost like he had won the race. That's so much speed to him. He doesn't care about Marquez. He just wants to beat Rossi. <laughs> 
Well, I think there was a lot of motivation also for Mark Marquez to get past Rossi because that lead now, 52 points with four to go. And you kind of get a feeling that it might be a little bit too much now for, for the nine-time world champion to close that gap. But just to touch on Lorenzo, it certainly was a more mature ride. And, you know, that new shark little bite thing he's got going on seems to work for him, man. Yeah, he, he, he looked in the mood with that shark helmet, which I really loved that design. It was awesome. But um, he had to do something because, I mean, it's been a miserable uh, title defense here, really. And I think he was just uh, highly motivated after everything that happened, you know, at the last couple of races, you know, with him whinging about Rossi, maybe passing him hard. And I think all the pressure he got there. So I think he wanted to come out uh, uh, fighting. And like I said, he didn't care where, where he actually finished. He just wanted to beat Rossi. And, he managed to do it, and yeah, clawed back a couple of points on Rossi. But uh, yeah, as far as the title goes, it looks like Marquez is going to wrap it up. And you, you got to say he kind of deserves it. This year has been a, a different Marquez to last year. It's been a, a much more mature Marquez. We've touched on it so many times. And again, to go out there and win the way he did, he just showed his class. But uh, never say never. This MotoGP season, you can't predict anything. So there's still four races left, and uh, four things that that Rossi and four tracks that Rossi is really good at. So. Uh, you know, Rossi will never give up. Us Rossi fans will never give up. So let's see. Um, still a lot of racing to be done this year, yeah. It has been a, a great season. And, and just to wrap up, I mean, what can we expect at, at Montague? I mean, it's, it comes hard and fast, uh, the next three races. Yeah, we've got 18 days to go. Um, but what can we expect there? Because, as you say, anything can happen. And, and all it takes is is a crash from, from Marquez. And all of a sudden, Rossi gets on the top step. And so he's in the mix again. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Rossi had that engine blow up at Mugello, so who's to say that the same thing doesn't happen to Marquez? It, it literally still all to play for. Yes, it's, it's a comfortable leave for Marquez, but anything can happen. So, uh, Motegi, uh, Marquez is a, a, an okayish kind of record there. Lorenzo, Pedrosa, and Rossi, I think, are the, are the favorites for that. But you've got to throw in the likes of Ignalis now as well. Um, Ducatis have been off the boil a bit lately, which has been a bit disappointing. But the race that I'm really excited for is Phillip Island. Uh, that always seems to throw up epic races, and uh, that is going to be one to seriously to watch out for and not to miss. And then uh, you're the likes of Sepang. Also, Rossi shows really good pace around there. Um, the Honda seems to struggle a bit there as well. Remember what happened last year at Sepang yeah. with Rossi and Marquez. So, uh, yeah, let's hope for a little bit more of that kind of action in the final four races. Yeah, well, it is. I like to say I'd like to challenge any motorsport to touch MotoGP at this point because MotoGP appears to be getting better. And then you get even more excited with the fact that Lorenzo heads across to Ducati. Maverick Vinales joins Yamaha. It is going to be an incredible 2017. Rob Portman, thank you very much for your time. Remember to get your copy of Ride Fast magazine. Now it is going to be worth something. The cover has Brad Binder the Moto3 World Champion. Remember, check out csduplicy.co.za for the podcast. And uh, remember, send through your suggestions. We want to know what you think we should call it. Should we go with MotoGP Slipstream? I'm kind of liking that one. I know Rob does too. Thanks very much for your time, Rob.